So hi, here's Brian with a new podcast and we have a new podcast guest today. So I would say introduce yourself. Yes, hi, thank you very much. I'm super happy to be here. Um, my name is Mark. I'm, I work for BVMW, which is the uh, German Association for Small and Mid-Sized Enterprises. And I am the Deputy Head of the Mittelstand 4.0 Competence Center Berlin. That's that's quite a complicated name. <laughs> It so is. What, what does you what do you guys do there? The Mittelstand 4.0 Competence Center is quite a complicated name. So we call ourselves Gemeinsam Digital. And um, the goal is to support uh, German small and mid-sized enterprises in digitalization. Basically, we have started working in 2016. And you have to imagine it as, yeah, well, a consortium of uh, five partners headed by BVMW that is leading this project. And um, we are financed by the Federal Ministry um, of Economy and Energy. That means we um, already have been working now for about five years in digitalizing uh, German small and mid-sized enterprises. Um, and also, of course, have come into contact with lots and lots of companies from all kinds of different industries, have touched on many, many different uh, topics already. So uh, starting from digital marketing to business models to IT security. And nowadays, we also work on topics like uh, fintech or um, artificial intelligence, of course, which has become more and more important. And yeah, so this is uh, this is basically it in, in short. I think you, I would have to explain as well a little bit about the background um, of the project. As I already said, it is funded by um, the Ministry of Economy and it is part of a bigger initiative, which is uh, Mittelstand Digital. This initiative, we have um, now, I think, more than 26 competence centers working in all over Germany. Most of them have a, have a regional focus, so there's, for example, the Competence Centrum Saarbrücken as well, and many, many others. And others have a, a thematic, a more thematic focus, like, for example, um, the textile industry and, um, and everything that is, uh, comes close to digitalizing them. Yeah, and in this initiative, we were actually one of the first competence centers and got prolonged until uh, 2021. How many companies you reach with with your project so if you say your main goal is to support them how many with how many companies you work per year maybe i should uh, should start a bit um further ahead because how do we actually support these companies what what does it even mean i mean um we uh, have a lot of different offers that um, in the end are all for free for the smes when they want to um to get our help so um, what we do is we have, um, for example, information events. We have um, qualification workshops where we also go deeper into some, some topics like, for example, digital marketing or like uh, very concretely on a topic, um, how do I extend digitally my business model also in, in workshops that last for a few more days. Um, we also have a demonstration space where we show off the digital solutions that we developed together with uh, some companies in the past years. We also have a digital maturity test. And uh, yeah, there are, there are 
lots of different um, offers uh, that we have for companies. And I think our outreach now, after four years, it was about 50,000 people reached in the, in the SME sphere, so to say, that we reached via direct events, so, so face-to-face, and also many more that we reached via, via online channels, of course. But when it comes to, to our single offers, um, of course, you have to differentiate a bit. So one of the most important offers that we also have for companies is doing digitalization projects with them directly. So that means if a company has uh, one specific uh, problem, like they do not have a resource planning tool, there are all kinds of papers flying around in the offices. They only use one Excel sheet for everything, like really things like that. They can uh, go to a form on a website. They can enter the challenge that they're actually facing. And one of our scientific partners will actually phone them, talk to them, have a little small interview with them so we can understand the problem. And then we can do a digitalization project with them, which is in the end also for free because, as I said, we are funded by the Ministry of Economy. And then either if it's a bigger project, we also develop the solutions for them and implement it and go basically all the way towards the evaluation of the solution. Or it's maybe a smaller project. We have done similar things already. Um, then we would um, create a concept for those companies so that they can then uh, move on and basically know what to do. So here, um, how many companies have we reached? I mean, we have done, I think, about 70 projects with companies from all over Germany right now, from all kinds of industries. And we also, I think I, we have done now about 16 or 17 bigger information events. This is now, of course, paused because of coronavirus. We moved on to, to some more um, digital formats like, like webinars and uh, online workshops. But also here we have lots of people reached already via information events. Yeah. So cool. There are like a lot of different topics and a lot of different... Uh, things to discuss so uh, if if companies can apply and say i need help in this in this area um how do you decide like in which topic to work on because i'm guessing you don't get only one application per year so you get probably several mm -hmm. applications at the same time so how what's your what's your metrics to choose on which project to work mm -hmm. Um, of course, we have also um, a method on, of voting on that. Unfortunately, we cannot just accept any project, of course, but most are actually accepted. What we also try to do is not always uh, or not do the same project for 10 times, of course, because in the end, you have to, you have to see that um, you don't have to invent the wheel every time. Um, again and uh, and and again because uh, many uh, solutions for companies they exist already so um what we try to do when we um, when we select the, the projects that we want to do is of course is this kind of a new challenge um because all also all the um, the projects that we do with companies afterwards we um put up a very uh, specific and very detailed description of the project onto our website because in the end it is the case that many 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 um, 
many companies face the same type of type of problems, the same type of challenges. So if we do um, a project, for example, on um, customer relation management with a company, we will put it up on a website later on, um, detailing specifically like what was the challenge of the, the company, um, what company is it from what industry, how many employees, um, what did they have to invest to to solve this problem and to get to a solution, and then also like what is the measurable um, added value to the company after um, we completed this project. All of these things, um, they, get, um, they get put on our website and therefore we can also multiply it. And companies who have a similar problem can um, basically already get um, inspired by the projects that we've already done. Yeah, cool. So what would you say are the most effective things to digitalize so if you if you say you also check what what was the output then uh, and in comparison to the input what are you say are like the the most effective things to to tackle if you would say you start from ground zero hmm. that's um that's an interesting question <laughs> the answer is everything <laughs> no jokes but i said um Of course, many, many different things can have a huge impact and really be a make, make or break point for companies. For example, the topic of, of being found online, like understanding search engine optimization, for example, um, can have a huge effect on small and mid-sized enterprises um, that are mostly like, um, yeah, also not also um, in, in big, uh, big cities, of course, but also who are nested very well in their regions. And um, this can, from a standpoint of, of digital marketing, of course, be very, very important. Um, also, the topic of, um, um, of, of business model um, adaptation, um, how can I maybe um, enlarge my business model? It's, it's a very big factor, but um, in the end, I would say um, it's also very much about um, having processes internally that really make sense. So... Um, You also shouldn't just um, shouldn't just digitalize a process if the process is bad and have a bad digital process. Um, sometimes it's really necessary to to um, start from the beginning and um, really involve um, everybody who is who is who is there. Also the employees who are working with that uh, with that process um, and think what they as a user most of the times. Uh, the employees here are also users of a specific process, um, and then there are the clients who are, of course, um, who are of course defining what um, a, a project of a company or an end product should look like. Um, and here it is it is very important uh, to to have efficient processes. I would say. Would you say that you were you have been always successful in in this kind of uh, projects, or were there also points when to say, okay, we we can't get throw over here because every time you have big processes and many people are involved, it's quite a challenge to get everyone on the table and on the same page. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to change something, what's your experience in this direction? I mean, of course, that's that's one of the biggest um, the biggest obstacles, I would say, when you go into a company and you want to to also to to digitalize a process. 
um, in the end, it is not so much about um, the technology itself, but I think it really comes down to um, to the human factor. So um, to hear the um, the technology and how to use it as a specific te technology or software, I think is really um, secondary. So what is the first first thing is, um, how do I get my employees on board when it comes to uh, a change process or when it comes to to innovation? And here, of course, it is essential to, to bring them on board from the very first uh, moment. And um, that's also why our scientific partners, when they go into a company and um, uh, start to see what what is the challenge. They also do interviews with the employees that are directly involved into the the processes. I think that's that's super important, of course. Yeah. So the the cool thing is you have a quite nice overview over the the status quo uh, for small and mid sized uh, companies in Germany uh, mm -hmm. concerning digitalization. Uh, Rumors say we are really bad in this in this area, <laughs> and America running away and uh, showing how it's done. What's your take on this on this topic? Mm. I mean, um, there are definitely uh, things that um, that still need to get going. I would say. So recently, I read um, in a study that about um, fifty-one percent of small and mid-sized companies now understood that. Uh, um, digitalization has to really be a, a high priority strategic project for the, for the companies. Um, now, how do you how do you value this number? Fifty one percent. I think it is still very low, of course. Um, but things are getting getting moving forward, really um, slowly but steadily, I would say. And um, the study also confirms uh, a bit that a bit the experience that we are having. Um, that companies really start to see uh, the return of invest that um, a concrete digitalization project can have. Um, they really start to understand, no, it's not about let's digitalize because you have to do it because it's the, um, an important thing to do. No, there is really, um, really a return of invest and it really um, secures our competitiveness over the years. Um, also, um, I would say you can't really say that it's a phase where you have to create awareness um, in the in the companies is over. So most of the companies really understood that yes, we have to do something. Yes, there's something something happening. Um, customer experiences are changing as well, um, and that puts us, us under pressure. And um, something something needs to be done. And in order to stay competitive. Um, we really have to act. Many, many companies understood that now. Um, and um, also we see that in the kinds of requests we are getting. I mean, um, in the beginning, um, three or four years ago, um, some companies came to us and asked us uh, or requested us and said like, yeah, I know I have to do something, but um, I really don't even know what to ask you. Um, I don't know where to start. And uh, that's really changing slowly. So companies get much more aware of the solutions that are out there. Um, and you can clearly say, I think, that uh, the ball gets rolling slowly. Um, and I mean, what what's to add, of course, there's, that's, there's, there's quite a difference also in the sectors. Um, I think you have to differentiate a bit. 
um, of course, like like retail and I think handicraft businesses um, are sectors that are a little bit further behind. Um, and especially in Berlin, like there's also a big service sector as well. Um, there maybe the adoption goes a bit a bit uh, quicker, I would say. Um, and also um, also adding to that. Um, I mean, I also mentioned before that um, we as Gemeinsam Digital, as, as the, our project, we have our very own um, digital maturity check. So this is called the Digital Check Mittelstand. And um, it's actually an, an online tool, basically, that was developed by the University of Potsdam, which is also um, one of our partners. And um, actually, they, they put, it's a very interesting tool, and they put um, a lot of work into it and its development um, because they analyzed more than 90 of already existing digital maturity checks and also had a look at um, the key data and um, created then an online tool, a check um, that is basically tailor-made for, for the Mittelstand um, because, of course, uh, um, there are different needs um, that characterize uh, the Mittelstand um, in, in uh, comparison to bigger companies, for example. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, would you, if you say that they, they get a bit more informed and they come already with a better idea to you, and um, what are the most, the most uh, topics you hear, like, Do they come clear to you and say, we want to have SEO optimized the web page or what's so the most common uh, request uh, you get where they said, okay, we want to start here our digitalization journey? Mm -hmm. um, it's, um, it's very, very diverse, actually. Um, there's, um, of course, a big chunk of companies that um, come to us and say, um, I do need um, an, an enterprise resourcing tool or um, uh, well, an ERP system or I do need um, a customer relation management tool. Um, that, of course, always happens. But um, it's really, it's um, as I said, it's very diverse. So what we've already done is um, we've created um, a digital dashboard for um, uh, metalwork manufacturing company in Brandenburg, um, where we digitalized the incoming goods department so they can have like real-time data of um, the, yeah, well, the materials they get delivered um, and check also back with the, with the, um, uh, the controlling department and to be always informed uh, in real time, which made processes much, much more um, efficient. Um, another example is in a, in a, um, a pickle farm in, in uh, Brandenburg where we digitalized the watering system by implementing sensors. Um, also, the mobile adaption for websites um, is a big topic. Um, it's really, um, it's very diverse. Yeah, it's really diverse. So that's the cool thing about the mid-sized companies because uh, you have such a diversity in these areas because there are so many of them. Um, Absolutely. So we are right now in a COVID-19 phase. So the, mm -hmm. the economy has the hit from there. What would you say does COVID-19 in regard of digitalization? And do you see already an effect of that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, first of all, I think um, 
the topic of digitalization, it became much more concrete for companies. So usually this is um, companies know, um, yes, I have to digitalize, uh, but it's like this vague um, long-term goal um, of course, not always, but sometimes um, this vague uh, long-term goal of, um, yes, I have to stay competitive and I have to respond to consumers' needs and so on. But here, suddenly, it's in a matter of days, basically, it became super concrete for companies um, and they had really to adapt to, um, to keep their businesses afloat at all. So um, many, many companies had to adapt um, work 4.0 processes in a matter of days to set up home offices, to use um, collaboration tools um, and um, work remotely. Um, but also, I mean, mm, you clearly have to say, like you oftentimes hear that um, COVID-19 gave a big push towards digitalization. And I think that might be true to some extent, but also, I mean, I doubt that uh, the coronavirus is is the best consultant for SMEs when it comes to yeah. going digital. So um, in the end, uh, what we are talking about um, in digitalization, of course, is um, finding a new strategy that is like absolutely necessary in order to stay competitive in the future. And um, in the end, yes, um, like coronavirus forced companies to set up remote work processes um, and uh, like getting getting a Zoom account and setting up Zoom meetings. Um, but it is really about much more than that because um, in the end, uh, as I already said, you have to really um, question also uh, the processes that you are having, not um, having in mind digitalization in the first place, but having in mind how efficient are my processes and do they make sense? Um, and then also in a, in a second step to see um, if a digital solution makes sense. Uh, most time it does, obviously, um, but it's not the point where you should start. You really should start um, in, am I in, in, in the question, are my processes um, user-friendly and is my product uh, consumer and client-friendly? Yeah, so I think this is really important points you said, uh, like you should always not be driven by an external factor which can go away like COVID-19. So mm -hmm. be more foundational-wise means uh, what's my strategy, uh, how is my business model fitting, how I want to change that, and then mm -hmm. uh, what are my processes right now and what makes mostly sense to help me to go in the direction I set with strategy and business model uh, process-wise. So... That's definitely pretty cool. So let's say uh, we are a company which is not in Germany, so they can't apply to your program, or we are a company we need to be really fast and we can't apply. That's the reason why you can't apply for your program. What would be your advice for someone which wants to start and bring it forward? Uh, which are the main mistakes they can avoid? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, here it really comes down to, um, in the end, it is about um, innovation management um, and also like um, yeah, moving, moving change in your own company. Um, so one of the biggest mistakes I would say is, um, and that's basically, that's also um, one of the results of our own, um, of our own digital check. So um, we have now like 250 companies that, um, that uh, did this check. 
and um, in the end, we we have been classifying them also. Um, maybe I should should add that before before I come to this question um, into different categories. So this goes from from um, are you are you more a dreamer? Are you uh, an upcoming SMEs or are you even a, a digital pioneer? There are different um, different points. Um, and actually, we have seen, um, of course, that uh, the groundwork is is laid, um, but there are very few few pioneers. So, um, especially um, aware, of course, are um, are the SMEs on factors such as digital customer management, um, and also uh, which makes also which makes big sense because um, the tech firms here really um, they they created pressure by also changing the expectations that customers have. Um, and uh, what's really positive here is that most companies, they um, check regularly actually their business model and try to adapt it if necessary. And also um, digital capacities, they started playing a big role in, in the recruiting process of many companies. And also um, IT infrastru infrastructure um, is uh, relatively regularly adapted. So um, what are the most um, mistakes here I see, um, having put this into context? Um, I think in the end, um, it is that companies, when they try to innovate, um, spend too much time um, by developing a solution, uh, basically in, in their own back office. So um, which this means actually they, they get the real feedback at a much later stage. So um, what we try to try to always promote um, and also try to teach um, the companies is to use more um, more agile methods, like for example um, rapid prototyping. So that means um, if you want to to implement a new process or you want to create a new product, um, what you should do is also always, of course, um, after this process of um, of ideation. Um, of finding um, finding ideas, um, of course, also fed with the observations that you've done before in the market. What you should do is rapidly create um, a prototype and put it in a, in a real world setting, so um, that you can see actually if you met the the client's expectation, or even if it's a process um, the end users' um, expectations, which can you be your employees. Um, to see if this process actually works. Um, if you have this prototype out early, you get the feedback and you can um, go back into development, change what needs to be changed without having spent um, lots of budget and lots of times um, for month and month in your back office. Um, and also, like, here come new technologies come here very well into play. For example, uh, 3D printing. Um, is is very good, of course, if you if you want to um, to to create prototypes. So um, that's basically uh, um, the most important thing. Early on, see that I have a new process. Does it does it comply customers and end users? So that means if you choose a development partner, or if you if you develop. On, in your in your own company, see that you apply um, agile methods, mm -hmm. and then see that like because agile has it in itself, ship as fast as possible, and do sprint if you do a scrum sprint cycles so that like every sprint is a shipment, you can test and it's tested. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. So my second last question is, uh, what are your favorite books? <laughs> um, actually, well, um, I mean, to be honest, my... Uh, my media consumption has changed a lot recently. Um, I don't don't do do so much reading actually, and in, in sitting down and having like a, a proper book. Um, so uh, my my consumption, I think, has also shifted very much to podcasts actually, um, to stay informed. And in general, I say I, I would say um, uh, what I read and also listen to in podcasts right now are many things about the US and the UK and everything that has happened also since uh, 2016 um, that uh, like just fall under the topic uh, what happened. Um, and this interest, of course, uh, I mean, comes also from my my university background, I would say. Um, I've studied sociology um, and also um, international um, solidarity for for some time, and that's maybe where this comes from. And in general, I um, really enjoy listening to um, all kinds of site online podcasts. Um, I'm yeah. uh, making publicity for your <laughs> for your competition right now. Maybe that's yeah, super fine. Um, <laughs> uh, especially those um, one which is called Alles Gesagt and um, Okay America. Uh, I really can recommend those. Cool. It's probably in German, right? That's like maybe a little issue. Ah, it's true. They are in German. Yes. So good motivation to learn German if, if some listeners yes. can't, can't speak German so far. And um, my last question I always like to ask is, uh, what kind of advice would you give your 18-year-old self if you could go back in time and speak to him? Um. I think that's that's a that's a super good question um, because you inevitably get to know a lot of about, get to not, um, get to know a lot about the person that you're interviewing, um, and of course, I mean, uh, so on a personal level, I would say, um, I mean, when I was 18, I was doing my abitur and living at home, obviously, and um, also being the the first one in my family that um, that did abitur or or let alone uh, even went to university. Um, so there was no obvious and clear way to to go on and or no clear path, uh, more or less, um, to, to have in front of me, so by myself. So with this context, like in German, I think there's the word um, uh, Arbeiterkind, which um, actually entails um, a lot of things about, um, uh, well, being educated um, in a household where the parents already went to university um, or or even not. So if, if your parents didn't go to university, um, maybe in, in place of having to justify, justify not wanting to go to university, you have to explain to them, okay, but um, why do you want to go to university and study something like, like social sciences um, that doesn't seem very specific? Um, so this is... Um, this is a little bit um, the context um, for my answer. <laughs> um, I think uh, in the end it comes down to um, to being able and being willing to to move out of their own comfort zone. So um, that's in the end um, the place, uh, I mean, where you make uh, the most important experiences, um, where you grow uh, personally and professionally, um, so this is also, um, 
like when it comes to other aspects of life, like for me personally, um, there's also the factor of um, of coming out to the of the closet, of being openly gay, and also being openly LGBT in general in a in a working context. Um, all of these things, I think, for me, um, come down to the factor of um, get out of your own own comfort zone um, and also give yourself um, credit. Uh, because that's where you make the most important experiences and um, that's in the end where you grow uh, personally as well as professionally yeah that are really nice last words so mark thank you very much for attending the podcast thank you so much it was a pleasure and see you next time guys